Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. Today, host Bill Hodges has a conversation with Michael Oaken, Commander-in-Chief of the Military Order of World Wars. The Military Order of World Wars, M-O-W-W, is one of the oldest associations of military officers and one that is not as well known as some of the others. In talking with Commander Oaken, it became abundantly clear why that is. Much of the efforts of MOWW are directed to serve the youth of this country and, from a publicity standpoint, are low-key, but very valuable to those that they serve. Many times, it is the efforts of one or two champions as they refer to their members. Continue listening to hear what Commander Oaken has to say, and you will be as impressed as we were with the man and the organization. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And with every Veterans Corner Radio, I suggest you have a paper and pencil so you can write down phone numbers, web addresses, and other things that my guests share with you. Although you can go back and listen on the podcast and redo, but it's easy if you catch it the first time. With me today, I have a very distinguished guest, a man that I have great respect for, Michael Oaken. Michael is the commander-in-chief of MOWW, and that's the Military Order of World Wars. We haven't had a world war in a long time, although the world has been at war. So, Commander Oaken, thanks for coming on the program. Tell us a little bit about MOWW. Well, MOWW is a veteran service organization. It's uh, one of the oldest. And I remember hearing one of your podcasts in the past. It's uh, a little bit younger than the American Legion by just a few months. I think the American Legion was uh, uh, January of 1919. And I think I think MOWW is September 1919. And our, our tagline really uh, tells the the bigger story and that is it serves youth uh community and nation and it's done so since 1919 that it's not an organization that promotes insurance policies and things like this it's a not-for-profit non-partisan organization and it's uh, it's it's made up of warrant or commissioned officers in all of the branches of the service to now include the United States Space Force, uh, and also NOAA, which is the uh, National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration, as well as the Public Health Service. So it's, it includes um, warrant and commissioned officers, those that have been retired, those that are active, and those that have been former officers who've served in a war or have served uh, in peacetime for just their tour of duty number of years. They're all welcome 
as well as we have hereditary members as well, and it's uh, and they're they're welcome to join. Uh, hereditary members are considered uh, two stages of consanguinity uh, from the uh, from the member. So we're we're grateful for all that. You know, one of the things I like to ask every commander in chief or commander or president of an organization, what is it that MOWW has done for you that has made you so dedicated to take on the role as commander in chief? It's a good question. It's interesting that when I began, of course, like many of our members, we haven't heard of it, which is one of the issues that we're trying to solve. But it was one of my patients. I'm a a retired family physician. And one of my patients, who was a West Pointer, uh, invited me out to dinner to a dinner meeting, which I went to. And I was particularly impressed uh, with the activities that they do, particularly in the community and particularly with the youth. So while I was in private practice, I I didn't have as much time to devote to uh, the MOWW, particularly our chapter. But then when I retired, it was a short time that I became the chapter commander. And we always do that to newbies, don't we? We we bring them in and say, well, you can be commander. That's right. Well, I saw some opportunities to actually make the chapter better and more responsive to our community, and particularly in Lynchburg, which is a very patriotic community despite our size, which is only about 80,000 people. We have what's called the Lynchburg Area Veterans Council, which we're a part of, and all these veterans organizations belong to that. And we help the youth in our areas. We help the youth in our schools. We help the other veteran service organizations. So I enjoyed that. And somehow, you know, when you do a good job, they tend to uh, try to promote you. You know, you know, the Peter principle, they promote you to your highest level of uh, competency or incompetency. Well, actually, from what I understand, you're doing a really great job. So you're not there yet. Is there something above this job? No, that's it. I think that's I think that's the that's the top. Well, you're safe then. Yeah. And so what happened is that um, one of the vice sinks who was in our area uh, went to the board of trustees, which left his position vacant. And the leaders at the time thought that I would be a good vice sink. And then it just it just snowballed from there. And uh, and here I sit now as the commander in chief. What changes has it brought to your life to be a member, an active member? You know, a lot of people, they're members of things, but they're not an active member. They just pay their dues. And I guess we all need somebody to pay dues. But what yeah. differences has it made in your life to be an active member of MOWW? Well, one of the things that I've always said about the MOWW and any really veteran service organization, a large part of it aside from all the good that an organization does, it provides companionship and camaraderie with other people. In my position now, I am exposed to many, many more people across the nation. And it has really expanded my horizons. I've gathered a lot of very good friends, very competent people, who are willing to put forth an effort to make the MOWW better. And so really it's expanded my horizons. It's broadened the number of people that I know that I can call friends that I can rely on. 
And it, it really espouses the true meaning of what it means to be a companion, which is what a member of our organization is. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It, that is what you call your membership, companions. Yes, we call them companions. And that's the reason why. And that's really kind of neat because a companion is someone who travels with you, helps you, moves with you. It's just a nice thought. It really is. I'm grateful and, and quite honestly surprised sometimes by the enthusiasm of people who, you know, our organizations, like many organizations now are, are aging a little bit more. And it's a little bit more difficult to get younger members and more diverse members into organizations. And so we have a lot of members who are either still working, but at the end of their careers or have retired but they're older. And the willingness of these people to step forward and make a difference is really amazing. And every day, I'm amazed that these people will step up and really participate, not just come to a dinner meeting, but actually do something of substance that helps the, you know, our youth and our community and our nation. And so that really is the thing that keeps people going. You know, if, if we didn't have, if it was just one person that was doing everything, it would lose its appeal very exactly. quickly. And it falls off. I live in Sun City Center, which is a suburb outside of Tampa. And we have a really great chapter here. Charlie's done a wonderful job with it, following Jim Haney, who uh, Jim has been a mentor for me for years. And I know you know both of them. They're great guys. And meetings are exciting. And the things they do especially reaching out to young people. And that's, we need, you know, I, I think Hitler once said, you give me your children, you give me the world. That's right. And, and your organization reaches out to those children and helps them in so many good ways. Yes. And that is one of the main focus of uh, the MOWW is really youth education and patriotic education. And uh, we, we do what's called YLCs. Uh, youth leadership conferences, youth leadership seminars. The difference is that a youth, a youth leadership conference is like a, a multi-day event, whereas the youth leadership seminar is, is usually a one-day event. But during these events, we try to uh, inculcate in the students uh, some patriotism. We teach them the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They learn about capitalism, entrepreneurship. Uh, they learn speaking techniques and writing techniques. And we're trying to develop the next generation of leaders. You know, our organization, we're, we lead in our organization, but many of us are, you know, have retired and are leaving society now to the next generation. And, and we are trying to develop that next generation. And that's been very heartening because I can tell you, you know, you hear in the news, oftentimes the bad things that's, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. But what you don't hear oftentimes are the successes, the, the students that really get it, that go on and are successful. And, and that's, what, uh, that's what we do. And that's very important. Let's go over who can be a member again. You had to have at least some kind of brass on your shoulder, correct? That's correct. It's a warrant or commissioned officer. And we used to say flight officer as well, but we don't have, I don't think, that designation particularly in the military. 
And all the uh, uniform branches, uh, you know, that include the Army and the Navy and the Marines and the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and now the U.S. Space Force. And I don't think I left out anything. Uh, and then we have the other services that are sort of uniform, but people don't recognize them as such. They're, uh, so the public health service is one, and then NOAA is the other. And people who are either actively involved in those organizations or have retired or at one time served in those organizations, all those people are eligible, including people who are hereditary members. Now, as a veteran service organization, it doesn't exclude, for example, enlisted personnel if they've had in two areas of consanguinity an officer in their family they can be members. And we have several uh, enlisted members. In, in fact, one uh, is a sergeant major and is a region, uh, a region commander in Georgia. So we welcome all people, as I've mentioned, in the officer corps. And um, so just to be clear on this, if my father happened to have been a major captain, lieutenant, something, I could join? Absolutely. You could well, join. Unfortunately, my dad was a was a corporal or sergeant in, in the Canadian <laughs> Air Force, so that doesn't help me at all. But uh, well, we have we have one guy which is really very interesting, who is a hereditary member in my chapter, whose father served in World War One. Wow, as a, as a as a lieutenant, yeah, it, it was it's fascinating. Uh, you know the people that you meet. Well, that is kind of interesting because there may be people out there who would like to join and work with the youth the way that you do who will qualify, and I wasn't aware of this, nobody had ever mentioned to me, that if you had a father or, how far does it go back, grandfather or just father? Yes. So Actually, it's a, uh, you know, a son or daughter, so a child, a spouse, grandchildren, and this year we added a parent to an officer. We, we added that, so one, one sort of up. Usually it's, you know, consanguinity is down, but we, we added one level up. So if you're an officer and your parent was not, but they would like to join, they are able to do so. Now, how does one get a hold of MOWW? Military Order of World Wars. We ought to say that once in a while, all the way out. Yes. Uh, well, www.moww.org. MOWW.org is a website. And That's the website easy enough. It's very easy. And on the website, there is a, a, about a, a 26 to 30 minute film uh, that was produced at our 100th anniversary. It was an anniversary film. And you'll see several of our members. And that's a great film. I love it. I, I watched the whole 26 minutes of it, I think, and then went back and sort of scanned through some of the people that I knew that were in the picture. The film was great. And you're great. I'd love to have more time with you, but we've run out of time. My guest today has been Michael Oaken, Commander-in-Chief of MOWW, Military Order of World Wars. And I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to come on with me. I'd love to have you back. And maybe sometime during the year when you've got a special event, you'll let me know and come back and talk with us. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, having me. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know, and we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. 
You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.